Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. It is Monday morning, July the 18th, 2022. Let's take a quick look through the headlines, shall we? It was a weekend of return of Biden from more mumbling, fumbling, gaffes, stutters, stammers, mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, tumbling, stumbling, bumbling behind the microphone. He still cannot even read a teleprompter. Joe Silverstein writes, New York MAG column declares the death of Democrats' domestic ambitions a catastrophe with a thousand fathers. In this opinion editorial piece, he points out reality on the Democrats' side. In the Washington Examiner, D.C. Democrats beg for help as border states begin to bus migrants to Biden's backyard. This article is hilarious. You see, Biden doesn't mind putting in programs, processes, procedures, executive orders, and actions to allow trespassing illegal criminal invading law-breaking immigrants into the United States. As long as they stay in Texas or go to Tennessee or places outside the Washington, D.C. beltway. But you see, Texas and other states who are fed up with this constant influx of illegal immigrants have finally wised up. And they're now shipping them by bus, by train, by van, by plane, right to the nation's capital, where they settle in the Delmarva, better known as the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia circle, right around the Capitol and the White House. More than 150 buses traveling from Arizona and Texas have now transported nearly 6,000 migrants to the nation's capital. And that's just in the last 90 days. Democrats in Washington, D.C. are now complaining they can't accommodate these mass releases, these mass invasions of immigrants. This operation has cost both border states millions of dollars of taxpayer money, 6.8 million of Texas alone. But Texas Governor Greg Abbott says it is more than worth it. Greg Abbott initiated the operation beginning in the middle of April. He said the move is having the desired results getting Washington, D.C. politicians a taste of how communities in Texas have been inundated under Biden's terrible handling of the migration-immigration-invasion crisis at the southern border. Abbott spokesman Renee Ease said, Governor Abbott launched Texas's border bus mission back in April to bring President Biden's border crisis to his own backyard in Washington, D.C., and to help Texas border communities that are being overrun as the federal government dumps migrants into their towns. Now, D.C. is experiencing just a fraction of the humanitarian crisis that's overwhelming our border communities and our state every single day. With our nation's capital finally feeling the pressure of President Biden's reckless open border policies, it's time he does his job and secures the border. Since the middle of April, more than 125 buses have transported 4,800 migrants from Texas border communities like Rio Grande Valley, Del Rio, Uvalde, and Eagle Pass on the roughly 2,000-mile trip to Washington, D.C. Arizona's governor, Doug Ducey, commenced a similar initiative in the middle of May. He has already sent 27 buses with 1,000 passengers from the border to D.C. since then. The Texas Department of Emergency Management is running the bus operation as a natural disaster evacuation, asking passengers to simply sign a waiver agreeing to transport them to Washington at no cost and with non-perishable meals provided on board. 
the action that Tatum has taken to facilitate bus transportation to migrants from Texas to D.C. came at the direction of Governor Abbott. And it's beginning to work because Washington, D.C. politicians are echoing the same complaints that border state governors, mayors, county commissioners, and others have made over the past year. They simply cannot handle the influx of people being dumped into their communities on a daily basis. The majority of D.C.'s heavily Democratic city council sent Mayor Bow Wow Wowser a letter on Thursday. Dear Muriel Bow Wow Bowser, we're urging you to send in district resources and ask the federal government for assistance to handle the roughly 100 people arriving each day into the D.C. metropolitan region. Some migrants need permanent or temporary housing. They need money. They need clothing. They need food. They need directions. They need planning assistance. Our volunteers are unable to sustain this level of migration. Well, wait a minute. We have 1.75 million of these illegal, criminal, trespassing, invading, law-breaking immigrants crossing the southern border in a year's time under Joe Biden. And D.C.'s bitching about 6,000 of them? Try 1.75 million, Muriel. Go tell Joe Biden to shut the damn border. One D.C. council member wrote, After three months with no direct support from the district government, we're burned out and overwhelmed. With the number of buses arriving every day increasing rapidly, we encourage you to mobilize your administration, Ms. Mayor, to coordinate with other jurisdictions in the region to step in and assist with the response. And Muriel Bow Wow Bowser acknowledged Sunday that these busfuls of migrants are creating a significant issue for D.C. And she's urging the feds to initiate a coordinated federal response to assist local D.C. area communities. Bowser told CBS's Face the Nation, I fear that they are being tricked into nationwide bus trips when they find a destinations or places all over the United States of America. What? No, they illegally invaded into the U.S. And government of the U.S., even though it's a state government, are providing them free transportation to a major city where they can start a new life. After all, all they want to do is start a new life here in America. And what better place than the nation's capital, where it all begins, where it all emanates from. Bussing illegals to D.C. is the right thing to do. And they should be doing it much, much more often. This is the Truth Hurts program. Well, Joe Biden keeps losing and losing and losing. Everything he touches turns to crap. And now a judge has blocked Gropy Joe's rules for transgender access to bathrooms and sports events. A judge in Tennessee temporarily blocked the Biden administration's rules, ensuring that transgender queer freaks at schools and workplaces should have access to the bathrooms of their choice, to locker rooms of their choice, and to sports teams and prisons of their choice. And it's the latest setback for the LGBTQIARSTUVWXYZ plus minus sign question mark queer Americans amid a backlash from Republican-led states. Mandates issued last year following gropey Joe Biden's executive order clash with state laws that restrict such access for transgender students and employees and other freaks of human nature. <sighs> Such a shame. U.S. District Judge Charles Atchley ruled on Friday evening, marking a nationwide problem for the queer community. The suit was filed by 20 states, including Alabama, Kentucky, South Carolina, and West Virginia. 
Some states passed laws allowing students or teachers to sue school districts if those school districts allow trans queers to use the facilities aligning with their gender identity instead of their real, true, biological gender. The Biden administration argued the rules were justified by the Supreme Court's finding Bostick versus Clay County, which held that LGBT queers should be protected from discrimination under the Civil Rights Act of 1964. If you have a penis, you're a man. If you have a vagina, you're a woman. Use the correct bathroom, you freaks. That is the truth. And I'm so belly, belly sorry if your widow feelings got hurt. Because you are a man if you have a penis. You are a woman if you have a vagina. And you are mentally deranged, twisted, and sick in the head if you think anything otherwise. It's like me, and I've said it many times, if I walk into a Subway sandwich shop and start wagging my ass and barking and growling at anyone who looks at me the wrong way, and I say I'm simply identifying as a doggy, I'm not a doggy. I'm just a sick individual who thinks he's a doggy. I can scratch, I can, well, I'll leave it at that. I'm not a dog. The judge that blocked the transgender school bathroom rules, well, he made the right decision. There's a problem though, right now in America that is causing people to understand and accept this judge's ruling. You see, somewhere in America, and I'm trying to find the article right now, please, uh, my apologies for the stalling, there is a prison in America that has now had to move a transgender queer guy who identifies as a woman, supposedly, out of that prison and into a man's prison because he has impregnated two female inmates at the prison. You see, he may say he feels like a woman, but when Mr. Happy and the twins get aroused by a woman, he's sticking it there, sticking it to them and impregnating them. And therefore he can't possibly be a woman because a woman cannot impregnate a woman. Pregnant men are just part of some Orwellian dystopian nonsense of the left. Washington Examiner's Quinn Hillier says the cultural left's obsession attempts to redefine the word woman and indeed to destroy the concept of women entirely aren't merely sops to the apparently fragile feelings of transgender people. Instead, they're part of a deliberate mission to bastardize language in service of a radical ideology. You might recall last week that Republican Senator Josh Hawley drew ire from a radical California professor for asserting, reasonably so, that only women can get pregnant. And that's something that every child knows. Mommies have babies, daddies don't. The wacky far left is asking us to accept the notion of pregnant men. We're to accept whiteness as a description of disfavored character traits rather than the relative brightness of a hue. We're supposed to believe that racism can somehow be redefined as only a one-way power relationship as opposed to its proper definition, which is bigotry towards any particular race by someone not of that race. Inherent rights are now being redefined as privileges doled out or withheld at the government's discretion. And now we're told to reconstrue ordinary speech as violence, but arsonist mob violence as, quote, mostly peaceful. The left is trying to redefine and distort human nature itself. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. The left is too stupid.
to realize the facts. Read a few more of the headlines for you. Soaring U.S. inflation hits factory workers, spelling danger for Democrats in the midterms. The next headline says a touchy subject. Biden struggles with the new no handshake rule in the Middle East. This was funny because he shook hands and damn near hugged the Israelis, but he only fist bumped the Arabs. That should be a slap in the face to the Arabs, which is fine with me, but you can't claim that it's COVID related. And that's why you're not going to shake hands with anyone, Mr. Biden. And then you turn around and shake hands with the Israelis that you really hate and only fist bump the Arabs. You're an idiot. Hey, Joe Manchin's back in the news. He blasts spending as Democrats try to pass yet another version of the Build Back Broke bill. He shut that down effectively. The next headline says, Far-left ideology forwarded by Biden is more a religious cult than a political view. That from Newt Gingrich. Next headline reads, U.S. wholesale prices surge again and signal inflation is still running hot. 11-plus percent increase in wholesale prices. The next headline, Biden gave a string of enthusiastic handshakes in the Middle East, torpedoing White House hopes to avoid an awkward photo of him shaking hands with Saudi Arabia's crowned prince. Next headline, Joe Biden's inflation problem just got a whole lot worse. Next headline, the newly resurfaced debate on Biden's age and mental fitness, or lack thereof. Another headline about Biden's embarrassing gaffe saying he would honor the Holocaust instead of talking about the horror of the Holocaust. Kamala Harris stumbles through transportation remarks during job development speech in yet another gaffe for the supposed vice president of the United States. Well, I thought I had audio of that, but let me just go into the Daily Mail. Elizabeth Elkind says, Vice President Kamala Harris appeared tongue-tied during a Wednesday speech at the White House as she was discussing federal investments in workplace development. Harris was listing off the Biden administration's failing efforts to bolster job development and widen access to different career paths when the subject of transportation improvement tripped her up. She said, quote, With your help, we are creating good-paying jobs in small towns and big cities, jobs for nurses and doctors, jobs for steel workers, pipe fitters, and engineers. Together, we are investing in training programs and apprenticeships that give workers the skills they need to take on the jobs with better wages and better benefits, in particular workers from underrepresented backgrounds. And then when talking about transportation access for those workers, Harris said, Together we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue, it's a big issue. You need to get to go to go to get to be able to get to where you need to go to do the work and get home. Oh my God. She's been watching her boss, gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden for a little bit too long. (laughs) Another one who can't even read from a teleprompter. Why can't Camel Toe read? Because when she was supposed to be learning, she had her head where it shouldn't have been. I have found, however, a humorous Kamala Harris message. This was at the Essence Festival down in New Orleans, where they couldn't even spell Louisiana correctly on the backdrop behind the Vice President Kamala Harris Vice Presidential Seal and the word Essence, New Orleans, Louisiana. They misspelled Louisiana, L-O-U-S-I-A-N-A instead of L-O-U-I-S. I-A-N-A. But what do you expect? We need to do domestically what we need to do to bring down the cost of gas. Well, right? <laughs> right? I seen a meme the other day that said, me Googling online how to make gas at home. Okay? Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
please don't do that. Well, there he is. And there's the cackle, my friends. <laughs> please don't do that. Well, there he is. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm so uncomfortable when I have to say something that's not written on a teleprompter. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, Camel Toe Harris. Another joke in the White House. Sad part about that, you, you see a person in the most, the second most powerful position in, mm -hmm. the, in the world who was selected for identity politics, not qualified, not competent. She has a defense mechanism by cackling and laughing when she doesn't understand the issue at hand. <laughs> Please don't do that. When she's caught in a lie, she does that ridiculous cackling. It's her defense method. Oh, well, she's useless. And if Joe Biden steps down, God help us all, she will become the president of the United States. And the black community will go, oh, Lord, finally, after 240 years, y'all, we done beat them, finally got us a black president. Only she's not African-American. But they'll say, we take what we can get. We will take what we can get. We change subjects here. The next headline, Fox Business's Michael Davis writes, inflation surged in June and Americans should be furious at the axis of idiocy that created it. By now, you've seen the news that June inflation hit an annualized rate of 9.1%, and you know that that's bad. It's not just bad, it is especially bad. The highest in 41 years. What you may not know is that right now, a small army of economists are trying to figure out how best for Joe Biden to react. Should they talk about who is to blame or worry about whom to warn? I say, why choose? Let's warn about the people who are to blame. Start with the Federal Reserve. They had one job, one job. They were supposed to keep inflation from ever getting started. Wednesday last week's numbers are more evidence of how miserably the Federal Reserve failed. It's not likely they weren't warned about the consequences of needlessly expansive monetary policy. They just thought that they knew better. It's not like they listened to the Truth Hurts program where I have been warning about this for over a solid year. And I don't have a PhD in macroeconomics, microeconomics, or grocery store economics. This is not controversial. The Fed knows they screwed up. Jerome Powell has been saying so for some time now. But more importantly, he had been issuing warnings all along. He said all along interest rates have to go up. And now they're going to go up even further. The person really to blame, I think this article misses the mark, is Joe Biden and ancient Janet Yellen. Yes, the politicians will be yammering about how the core inflation numbers show this month's dreadful news is just some quirky one-off thing. Joe Biden's inflation hit 8.6% in March of this year, 8.3% in April of this year, 8.6% in May of this year. And in June of this year, Joe Biden's inflation hit a 41-year high of 9.1% not seen since Jimmy Carter screwed this nation up way back when I was but a young child. It's nonsense. The core inflation numbers go down by a fraction between March and April, and everyone goes, yay, that's a good thing. It's not all the Fed's fault. Beginning in February of 2021, right after Joe Biden had taken office, the usual herd of politicians were out there promoting more so-called stimulus emergency relief spending. And beginning in 2021, a number of responsible economists and a few irresponsible economists 
were telling them that the spending was not necessary and would lead to inflation. Now listen, folks, I don't have a staff of people that can go back and scour the previous editions of the Truth Hurts program, but I can promise you, I warned about this way, way back the first month, the second month, the third, the fourth, and the fifth month that Joe Biden kept pushing the Democrats to spend more money on BS stimulus programs. But nobody listens. Nobody listens. Well, they listen, but they don't hear. There's no safe way to get between a politician promising free money and a camera. Today's numbers show the consequences of that folly. There should be a warning that goes with the blame. I'm afraid they are too dumb to issue the warning. The Fed is promising to do something that will be hard and very painful, and that is to continue raising interest rates. That'll cool off the economy, all right. No doubt. Because when people can't afford to borrow the money to buy a house, to buy a new car, to buy that motorcycle or that snowplow or that jet ski or that snowmobile or whatever it is they were thinking about financing, they don't buy those things. And that leads to layoffs of the people who make those things and the people who sell those things. And when those people don't have jobs, they file for unemployment. And when they file for unemployment, generally they don't have money for anything extra. And it's a downward spiral. Thanks, Gropey Joe. Most politicians do not have a clue about what to do, but they want to show you that they care and that they have empathy towards your situation. Politicians don't get laid off. Congress people make $174,000 a year in salary. They can weather a little recession. Now, you can ignore the rhetoric, but you cannot ignore the chaos that some of the anti-inflation tactics will create. Even though there's a mountain of evidence that indicates they don't work, politicians are actually proposing price controls. That's right. The government will tell people how much they can charge for goods and services. Some politicians want us to restructure entire industries. They want to break up successful companies. And some idiot politicians are even advocating that here in the middle of the most serious inflation in two generations, 41 years, an inflation that was caused by their Democrat spending policies, that somehow we need to spend more money and raise taxes. Biden's meeting with Mexican president proves he doesn't want border security, according to this headline. Most liberal reporters are okay with news bias, reads another headline. The real-world consequences of green extremism is our other headline of the day. New unemployment filings in the U.S. rise to the highest level in eight months. I thought Joe Biden was creating jobs. Biden's accelerating inflation will lead to Biden's recession. Yes, we've told you all about that. Biden administration does not understand basic economics, an article written by Dr. Ben Carson. How about this headline? Biden sidestepped a reporter's question on whether or not he would directly bring up Khashoggi's murder during the Saudi Arabian trip, despite promising and vowing to do so. Next headline, young voters fed up with Biden, says New York Times, highlighting only 1% of young voters strongly approve of the president. Next headline, Senator Cotton slams Biden's pathetic bid for foreign oil. Energy independence is not just a slogan, he says. Biden claims his position on the Khashoggi murder has been clear. But like the other guy says, he didn't make a mention of it. This one is very telling. CNN's legal analyst says there's no question a Republican-led House will impeach Joe Biden, as should happen. As Biden asks Saudis for oil help, 
and gets none, U.S. energy representatives say they're tired of being vilified. CNN reports Biden's discordant inflation messaging frustrates Democrats running in swing states. Wholesale inflation in June surged 11.3% from a year ago, not 11.1% according to this article. Joe Biden's Middle East trip blighted by blunders, reads the next headline. The following headline, Stephen Moore, if Biden and Democrats get their way, record inflation will get even worse. I agree. Joe Biden's latest slip up has everyone saying the same thing. Time to go. Why a 2022 recession would be unlike any other. This one we may have to delve into a little further on the next episode. One of the most forward-looking economic indicators is now clearly negative. AOC says Capitol Police were opening the doors for January 6th rioters. Well, that ought to make the January 6th committee shake their heads. Biden's approval ratings fall again to all-time lows in a CNBC poll. Questions over Biden's handshake issue symbolizes Biden's awkward approach to Saudi Arabia. Biden is 92% out of touch with reality. Biden considers green lighting new oil projects as his climate target slips from reach. Biden's latest slip up has everyone saying he should resign. Biden nosediving in the polls. How President Biden's brother peddled influence using the Biden family name in the Middle East. Oh, these agencies, these so-called news agencies are now really, really beginning to bash gropey Joe Biden. This article says Biden is abusing his emergency powers to grow the welfare state. Biden's big government socialism means nothing works right in America. The next article says Biden under pressure from his own party fires back as questions about him running in 2024 persist. Jill Biden laments the stalling of U.S. president's term in office due to what she calls unforeseen crises. Come on, Dr. Jill Biden. Every one of these crises were predicted by me, the lowly host of the Truth Hurts program. Zogby says Biden's base has abandoned Biden. Terrible numbers. Lauren Boebert trolls Biden, calls on him to resign like other world leaders are doing. The picture of the fist bump is going to haunt Biden's presidency for years. Biden recommits to the Middle East but fails on oil. Jill Biden talks about frustrations at a Democrat National Committee fundraiser. She says, I had to be the first lady of the moment. Biden hits back after top Saudis say he did not hear Biden blame MBS for Khashoggi's murder. Ah, the truth comes out. How about the spin doesn't tell the full story of Biden's Mideast trip? Joe Biden isn't primary voters' first choice. Biden is solely responsible for sabotaging the U.S. economy and energy sector. An article from Mark Levin. NIH officials repeatedly warned their bosses in 2016 about funding, quote, dangerous gain-of-function research in the Wuhan China laboratory. The truth comes out, what, two years late? A wave of layoffs is sweeping the U.S. Here are the firms that have announced cuts so far, ranging from Coinbase to Tesla. Biden's quiet Green New Deal in corporate America. Biden accuses Saudi officials of lying after claims they didn't hear him confront the crowned prince of Saudi Arabia over the Khashoggi murder. So now he's out there, get off my lawn, you're lying, you didn't hear me, that's bull, I said it, but there are no quotes of him saying it. D.C. homeless shelters filling up with migrants from Arizona and Texas. We talked about that earlier. Biden to reporter asking if he regrets the MBS fist bump. Quote, why don't you guys talk about something that matters? It does matter. You're embarrassing the United States on the world stage, you clown. Hunter Biden founded company still holds 10% stake in the Chinese firm. How about 
Arab summit fails to give Biden what he wanted, cheap oil. Frustrated Democrats mull drastic step, challenging Biden in the 2024 election. This next article says it's time for Democratic Party's geriatric leaders to relinquish power. Young voters flee Biden in droves, but who is the alternative? Biden economic advisors say nobody can see reliably around the corner on gas prices. That's a warning, by the way. They're going to go up dramatically right around Labor Day. Mark my words. Put it on your calendars. The media shift against Biden. Democrats are petrified that he's actually going to run again. Biden's economic approval rating falls to a new low on fears of further inflation. CNBC survey finds. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Biden's America, Biden's economy, Biden's crime wave, Biden's foreign policy disaster, Biden's invasion at the southern border, Biden's inflation, Biden's recession, Biden's high interest rates, Biden's empty shelves, Biden's COVID crisis that continues. The headlines are starting to read negatively towards the president of the United States because he has screwed up literally everything his feeble fingers have touched. You know it. I know it. They know it. But Joe Biden doesn't know it. Joe Biden is in his own little mental cognitive cocoon. He thinks he's still Scrappy Joe from Scranton. He thinks he's a tough guy with a chain fighting off corn pop. Tell me something, Jack. The truth hurt yet? That's all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.